Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Penny Lane Podcast with Ellis Dillinger. We actually recorded this early last week, but it's so timely. Starting on Thursday, October 21st through Friday, DWAC ran around 1,600%. And then on Friday the 22nd, FUN, P-H-U-N, ran around 2,100%, which reignited the sympathy market. Ellis is an expert on sympathy plays, so this is a must-listen episode. He's also just so much fun, and I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with him. Enjoy! Ellis, hi! Welcome to the Penny Lane Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hello. I'm very excited to be here. I I admitted on Twitter that I am a super fan. Uh, No! Really? (laughs) Yeah! My first question was going to be, have you ever listened to the podcast before? Yes. Uh, so Singles and Doubles, obviously the uh, the best podcast of all time. Oh. And then, and then like, I think that really started making you guys kind of known, like, in the yeah. Into It yeah, space. Yeah. And yeah. then from there, yeah, I always tune in. I would say top three episodes. Obviously, mine's going to be number one. Okay. Sure. Singles right. and Doubles. And I like the ESQ and Ariel one. I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Uh, after we get off, it's Monday when we're recording this. After we get off, I'm dropping Ariel solo. Oh, that's gonna be good. Ariel's actually he, a really good friend of mine. Uh, he is a badass, <laughs> like, such a badass, and he has been so personally helpful to me. Like he has spent hours on the phone with me, not just like chatting in Discord, like on the phone, running me through like. This is what I do. This is what I look for. And he's so calming. I'm a big fan of Ariel. Very big. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, he loves calling people, checking out on them. I swear that's what he does all day as he has like millions of dollars worth of shares. He'll just like call you on Discord and be like, hey man, like, how's your trading going? I'm like, <laughs> dude, how do you do this? He's yeah. actually the one that taught me like a lot about Momo. Um, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't really trade Momo as much. Um, and like I do, but this is not really my style, but he's the one that kind of taught me playing like the, the ranges on the one hour, what he looks for. He just plays what I, he basically plays the same setups I do, but just on a smaller time frame. and he makes the candles he wants to see. So, Oh, I know. I know. Like, like that's my like goal in life. <laughs> he's just a solid all around guy. He, he genuinely lives the lifestyle. Like all he wants to do is teach and have people be just like him. And yeah. That, like that's what I aspire to be. Like that's how I got on Twitter. It all started because my buddies from college were like, "Hey man, like you trade now? Like what are your plays?" And I was in like thirty different group chats on my phone with like five hundred messages in each one. And I was like, "I'm just gonna make a Twitter. You can turn on alerts and you can ask me questions on there." And then it slowly went from like twenty followers to like a hundred, and then started scaling up. And now I'm known as like an options like guru. Uh, some people, someone on Twitter called me cutthroat the other day. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm cutthroat. I'm just not very much. I'm not, a, I'm not a BS type of person. Um, you know, if it affects my pockets, like I'm just not going to get involved. Uh, now, I trade did stocks. you <laughs> listen to the shark episode? Uh, shark? Uh, you're talking about like, the, uh, oh my God, his shark trader on Twitter, right? Right, right. So funny story, me and him, he's actually one of the very first people I met when he came to trading options. So I don't. But he, I did not get a chance to listen to it. Okay, so well, it was very recent, so you know, no judgment. I'm sure you'll you'll cue it up right after you get off this episode. Of course. Um, <laughs> he came on the podcast, and Justin, my co-host, who's not here right now, no problem. 
Um, he's our options guy. So I really freaked out before the shark episode and was like, I'm going to look like an idiot. Like, I don't understand well enough what to ask him. And I, you, you may be thinking like, oh, great, this is going to really suck. But he is such a like wonderful person to talk to that we ended up having like a fantastic conversation. And I think it was great because I'm sure any time he ever talks to anyone else, they're like pounding him about like details about options. But his whole philosophy is just fascinating. Yeah, I've, he, very like simple, him. very, very simple. Yeah, uh, I met him. So I'll give you a background, kind of like my my journey. So I started off in Sapphire trading and end of 2019, back when like there like people weren't even like alerting plays. Like there was like a thousand of us. And oh, actually, let me. I already have a question. Go on. So I started in Atlas, and by the time I started, it was in 2020, like summer 2020. It was so big that I was like so stage fright to say anything. So I just. <laughs> Um, and then ultimately, you know, I, I just am not the personality that could be an Atlas. Atlas is like a state school and I needed like a small private college. <laughs> yep. 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 It's very, very similar. I, I yes. understand that very much. So how, how did you like get in, you're saying it was only a thousand people, but like, how did you build up to sort of your role today? And maybe you were about to say that. But uh, I'm so interested in that. Like people who have big roles and big discords is impressive to me. So I wouldn't say maybe it wasn't a thousand, but there was like, I mean, there was like three color names. It was like Ultra, Stock Authority, and uh, King Bio when I joined. And I remember because I worked at I worked at my school. I was an accounting tutor uh, when I first started. So I'd be with my Robin Hood and like my Discord up, like in between oh, yeah. uh, like uh, students coming in. And I just started talking, right? Like I always ask questions and I'm very much a go-getter. Like I don't, I was, I started under PDT, like all that. I had like $50 in my Robin hood and I forget what the play was. Oh, and then I, I, so I went on Reddit. That's how I found Sapphire and then Rob trades room. And I was just kind of bouncing back and forth and asking questions and like messing around. Like a lot of the, the new guys do. And uh, I can talk about my first big play too. So I'm in Rob's room. It's like two weeks in and I buy this penny stock called GNPX, right? I like 20 okay. cents a share. And like I researched it. I was all about it. My my Robin Hood green line was going up. I told my friends to buy it. I told my parents to buy it. Told... <laughs> Wait, your Robin Hood green line. God, yep. what a flashback. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> it was going up. It, we're going to the moon. Like, yes. so like literally everyone bought it and like, that was like my first penny stock trade. And it actually went from 30 cents to $5 in like two weeks. It was insane. And then that's kind of how the whole penny stock thing started. That was kind of like my first like itch. And then right. I noticed in Sapphire that we had an options room, right? And it was dead at the time. Like there was literally no one would talk in there. And I was like, I'm, I think there was maybe one other person that would post. He's, he's not active anymore. And like we would just kind of like talk charts. Our, our big we always traded like uh, ETFs, like spy, silver, energy, like those kind of stuff. And I started posting my 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 watch list in there, like a notepad for my iPhone, right? Yep. And after a while, I got a message from another mod saying like, "Hey, like I do you know who Gixer Stunning is?" 
Oh, of course. Yeah, so he had a room called Traders of Vav, I think it was. So I, I got it. amazing. Yeah, he, he trades all of his iPads. So funny enough, he's the one that taught me how to chart. So I got invited to his room. It was myself, uh, Sam, Gixter, Shark, uh, Mitch Picks was in there. Uh, who else was in there? It was a bunch of us, right? Wait, this is a lineup. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the serve. That was like my my hiding place. And every Sunday, Gixter would do a um, a Zoom session with him and Blue. I think it's Blue Trades. So when I was like a real newbie, like not knowing what I was doing, just slapping penny stocks and somehow making money. He on Sundays he would do like a two hour Zoom session. He would go over charting, and I would always attend it. And I would invite my buddies to join it too. And that's kind of how I got my start in charting. And I was always an options guy, right? Because I had a small account at the time. So me scalping $500 worth of a penny stock making $10 is going to do nothing for me. But me making 50 to 100% on, you know, on a small account, a small investment, it, it adds up. So that's kind of how I got my start. And that's how well, I met. Well, isn't the... This is, I told you I'm not good at options, but isn't the opposite side of that Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I bought my account so bad, like, I think it was two years ago. Like, uh, six weeks ago, like, in September range, I blew up my account. I bought, like, $5,000 worth of BA weeklies that expired the next day, and they went to zero the following morning. Oh, but, I'm a, I, that's my, that's my main play. Just let something go to zero. Yeah. Just, but now I don't do that. Now I have a whole system, but that's kind of my, my humble beginnings. Right. Um, so that's how I met like Mitch picks is probably my biggest mentor. Uh, like we literally talk every day. Like we say good morning to each other. Uh, he's just a, so he told me how to swing well, pennies. As like, you know, since I told you this morning, uh, I love him. I've yeah. always loved him. I've loved him since my beginning, like in Atlas. I I just think that guy is calm and thoughtful and smart. I really like him. We're both accountants too, so we have very similar uh, wired brains. You know, what's interesting is so many people are engineers. I've probably interviewed. 15 engineers. This yep. is my first accountant. So Oh, there you go. You're going to have a two Welcome. <laughs> People always think accounting like gives me an edge, but it really doesn't. It just, it's that whole analytical side of your brain, right? It's the whole not having emotions. And that's what I learned in Gix's room through Mitch was like, he just taught me like, Hey man, like you take an L, you take an L, you'll, you'll bounce back, right? Like don't, you know, all in your account in the next play. Cause it's not, it's not smart. You're going to make it back. You just got to follow the process. And then I was in yeah. there and then they went, I think they went like, they went like paid or something. And then I was like, I'm a poor college kid. Like I can't afford this. And then I just kind of started learning on my own from watching YouTube videos. Cause people always think like you can copy someone's system and you're instantly going to be profitable. Right. That's right. not necessarily the case. I mean, I use everything I've learned from talking to people. I build into my own little system. And now I'm the options guy. And I do trade penny stocks. I mean, today, most of my money was from penny stocks. Which but, one? Uh, K-A-V-L. Um, I Ooh. loaded an absolute boatload of shares on Friday. Uh, uh-huh. We're a little liquored up, so, you know. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's the best, that's the best <laughs> way. <laughs> and I also, I'm in a, a Discord with, like, there's, like, 10 of us. And it's all people who've been trading full-time who, like, don't even have social media, right? 
So they just play the chart and their scanner. So like when we're talking like, hey, like this person alerted this, like they don't even know what we're talking about. So one of my buddies gave me that. And then, yeah, it went after hours today. Nice little 30% ripper. And, uh, you know, now we're hanging out. Nice. Nice. Penny stocks are weird, though. I don't know. People love them, but I like options just because the options family on FinTwit is much tighter. Like, we all uh-huh. know each other, right? Like, we all right. play the same setups. We all know what it's like to lose literally everything because of a, a tweet from a politician in the market tanks, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, 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 we, yeah. We know the pain and, and suffering, so it's much more tight-knit. And it's just, it's, just a, it's just a friendlier vibe. I think the options community is the best uh, because – we don't necessarily say like, oh, we called this first, et cetera. So. What about Squeezy, my main man, Squeezy? I, I think I follow him on Twitter, but I haven't really like looked at what he does. Um, the only, I don't, like I don't, I use Twitter almost like as a scanner, right? Like what charts people are looking at. Like for example, Microsoft today, like I had alerts on this thing break all time highs for like a week ago. Uh-huh. So I don't really necessarily like need to go on someone else's page to see what they're looking at. Sometimes it's nice. I do look at people when they post spy charts because um, spy is my number one loss on my account. <laughs> I'm not a profitable spy trader at all. I just can't uh-huh. do it. I always size too big and it breaks. So Yeah, well, that's a very human trader story. We all have that. Mine is Pixie. It was horrible. I cried. (laughs) Absolutely horrific. So, you know, I no longer uh, trade Pixie. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, the new Kodak. I will never. Yeah, I have a whole list of do not trades. Oh, man. But that's good that you know. Like some, like there's also a lot of stocks that I play over and over and over again. That oh, I just totally. know that work. Like I've been playing Ford for like over a month now. It literally has paid me every single day. I've rolled up every fifty cent strike since fifteen. I think I have fourteen. Wait, you mean Ford like F O R D, not F? No, like right? F, like the boomer stock. Like oh, like nice, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love F. I really, really like that stock. I watch a lot. And um, I want a Bronco. So if you ah, can teach you me how to trade Ford options to make enough money to buy a Bronco, then we could be like friends IRL. There you go. Well, the cool <laughs> thing about Ford is like you can buy like six weeks of time close to the money and it's only like 25 cents a contract, right? right. So I always like to tweet plays or alert plays that are under a, a dollar or $100 a contract because I, I – traded the thousand dollar contracts and it's just a little stressful you know it's just so i I like these you get a lot of time they're (laughs) cheap and it's going through a weekly breakout right now you have tesla's earnings on thursday ford's an ev company now i don't know if people have i had no idea yeah i mean you got to think about it right a thousand dollars a contract i would have like the worst heartburn (laughs) i would just be like scarfing tums Oh, no, I couldn't like, live. No, but, I, but that's I, options. I mean, I've the man. I had a. Uh, I've had so many plays where like I thought they were dead, and I was like, I'm gonna overnight it and wake up, and they're up 500. percent Like, I played uh, I played the bonds, and I bought a. I bought like ten thirty dollar contracts, and they were worth ten thousand dollars in like two weeks. It was insane. 
you have to have balls to do that. Like, yeah, figuratively, you know, possibly, literally. I don't know. I just like that seems a little bit scary to me, but I'm working on it. I am working on it. I uh, joined Shark's Room after his episode, and I was like, if I could learn options from anyone, I think I could learn from him. And I understand the basics, but man, is it scary. But also day trading penny stocks is freaking scary. So, yeah. you know, I you love kind of a penny stocks to do that. with options. That is my bread and butter when it comes to day so, trading. So I joined Sharks Room today and then I day traded options on FCEL. Yep. I mean, yep. that's freaking badass too. But that's the thing, right? You could say you have a thousand shares of FCEL and it goes up 2%. Ooh, or you can buy a couple hundred dollars worth of contracts, you're going to make 25, 50%, right? It's all, it's all risk reward. Yeah, you could also lose 100% of the contract, but it's just for me, I would, when I see 50%, I get more tingles than if I see make 5%. That's just how I am. Yeah. Um, it's very much gambling. Like I know a lot of young guys sure. and sure. People, like, dude, I see kids like yeet their entire Robin Hood and like affirm calls. So like we're going to the moon. I'm like, I have very specific rules on how much, how many contracts I buy, how much time, the price. Like, like today I was actually talking to one of my good buddies. I call him a mentee because like, you know, I'm, I have a bunch of mentees that I kind of teach and grow so they can. Become, I like that. Yeah, that that was what was taught to me when I first started. Right, like, hey, I'll teach you, but now you have to go teach someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just don't understand risk management because they go on Wall Street bets and they see some guy just put his life savings on something and make a million. But mm-hmm. they don't they fail to realize that like you can also lose everything. And I heard on your one podcast that you've never blown up an account before. So I was a right. little uh, that's surprising. Uh I always say you're not a real trader unless you've blown through at least one or two accounts. <laughs> like, that's what Shark said too. Yep, He's like, yep. I think it was Shark. Like I I don't trust people if they haven't blown up an yep, account. Somebody I, just said that. To yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Like, if you haven't blown up an account, you haven't really traded, right? Unless you have really, really good mentors and you're very disciplined. Me, uh, I'm disciplined now, but when I first started, probably zero to none. I just wanted big gains and Lambos. I didn't really <laughs> care about anything else. I didn't use a bar chart. Like, I just used a line. I'm like, oh, it's going up. Cool, all in. Like. <laughs> I'm like very, very cautious. And if I had not reloaded this account like six times, I would have blown it up. So there is an asterisk. Okay. Like I started at PDT, but have had to like re-add to stay over PDT like okay. six or seven times. So, you know, I'm not perfect. I just, it never went to zero. Okay. That, that, that's, that's, that's fine. See, for me, I, my account went down 99.9%. <laughs> like, and PDT, like, people are so, like, fixated on PDT. Like, a little fun fact is, like, my account's over PDT, but I still use a cash account, right? Yeah. People are like, yeah, yeah. oh, why do you do that? I'm like, oh, so I don't take stupid, ignorant size when I shouldn't have to, right? I follow my also- rules. We should tell our listeners who are like me and maybe don't know options that if you're trading options in a cash account, your cash settles the next day. Fun yep. fact. Yeah, that's probably the biggest benefit, especially the small account trading options, is you get your money back the next day. So say you have a thousand dollar account, you you trade a thousand dollars worth of options, by nine thirty more in the next morning, you have all that cash back. Yep. 
So it's very easy. And if you also make a mistake, you can just cut it for a really small loss and you can re-enter it, right? Because contracts, depending on which ones you buy, really aren't that expensive. You get a couple more stabs at it rather than a penny stock or you either make 5%, 10% on a day trade where you lose it and that's all your cash for the day. Yeah, that was really, really hard for me. Like that's why I just kept putting in cash to stay above PDT because I... I don't know. I didn't want to make one bad trade and not be able to re-enter. Just wasn't one for enough. me. So. But do you have yeah. a long-term investing account, though? It, not really. I mean, oh, kind of. don't tell me that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like the number one thing, dude. Uh, that's like we were missing out. So I, my rule is I always have ninety percent of my, we'll say, net worth in assets, and the ten percent is trading account. It will well, never ever change. That's why you're going to be a multimillionaire by the time you're my age. And I'm scalping <laughs> freaking penny stocks for yeah, $200. But you got to remember, right? Like we had that correction in beginning of fall, right? Like why would I not buy a bunch of leaps, a bunch of shares? Like why would I not? I bought AMD under $100 and I'm up $17 a share. And know what I, know what I did? I did nothing except click buy. Like it's free money. Just people want these big gains now they don't want to build wealth right so I, I used to you're work. also 25 right yeah i mean that's very smart if i could go back in time well i used I to could... work it for a bank so i worked in investment oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean if, if one of my clients came to me well I, I was an auditor so not necessarily dealing with clients but if you came to my bank and you showed me your weeble profit and loss statement I would go, oh, that's cool, but where's the where's the assets? Like, if you can't pay me back, am I going to bet on your ability to day trade? Like, no, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I always stress that. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I try, you know, I try to teach people. People don't want to listen. I mean, and then they come to me and go, hey, uh, I think I'm ready for long term investing. I'm like, oh, after you already, I, one time I had this guy DM me. I always remember this story. He had like half a million dollars in his thinkorswim right and he's just buying like pumps you know like the absolute okay. top apex okay. and he and he's down like 170k and he's like oh i need to put my kids through college like this is their college fund okay. and i literally and i literally called them on discord i was like what like what were you thinking i mean <laughs> like like i do a lot of dumb stuff right but like you are a grown adult you're in your fifties, like your kids are about to go to school. Why would you try to triple it off of like Twitter alerts? Like it just, it, like, <laughs> I, I didn't, and he's like, I'll pay you to manage my account. I'm like, I don't want, I, no, no. <laughs> like, and like, we laugh, but like, that's the sad part is, is like, that's what the kind of thin twit world as many people believe is actually true. Right. You hear the statistics, how like 90% of people fail. Uh, I personally listen, I started this journey uh, with Tim Sykes, so I've heard Oh, good old Tim Sykes, dude. <laughs> SEC man. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's another thing. Like the, the whole courses and everything, like, dude, if you DM, like, any moderator of any Discord, they'll drop you a Google Drive that has, like, 500 gigabytes of every course known to mankind. And you can read as much as you want. Me, I can't read. Uh, sure, sure. It's a hard, it's a hard skill. <laughs> yeah, like my English teachers hated me, you know. So 
I just watch YouTube videos, and that's how I learned. So I would have two screens. I'd have the YouTube video up with the same chart that the person that's teaching does, and I would practice all the lines myself and see how the levels react and go on Thinkorswim uh, on demand and watch the price action and see if I was right, see if I was wrong. Like, that's what you have to do. But people don't want to necessarily like put that that work in. I mean, I've struggled with that too. It's, I think that there's a, um, I don't know, there's like a desire to have it spoon fed to you, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I'll just join this Discord and buy this person's call and then I'm going to be rich. Like, that yeah. sounds easy. And then you have to learn how to do it. And you're like, oh God, this is like, I got to go back to school. Yep. It, it is like a whole nother school. Now, do you keep a trading journal? Um, I have a discord. Okay. Yeah. That's the same thing. So I, I, every night I journal every single one of my trades every single night when I'm done work and like, it's like nine, 10 o'clock at night when everyone's about to go to bed, I'm up with my screens journaling everything I did. Like, Hey, where could I have work? My entry could have been better here. My exit could have been better here. I'm always like my, my worst critic. Right. And it's important. I mean, that's what you have to do because you're not going to realize your mistakes by looking at the trades you made for the week, right? You'd be like, oh, you could have held this longer, yada, yada, yada. Next time, I'm just going to hold this call till Bahala and I'm going to be rich. Like, it just doesn't, doesn't uh, line up. I interviewed singles and doubles. I heard him. But still, like, making rules, figuring out those rules, following those rules, holding yourself accountable for following the rules, doing your trades, reviewing, reviewing your trades, seeing where you could have been better. Like that's all on the individual trader. And it's a lot of work. It is. That is not Lambos and Rolexes, <laughs> you know, it's just like you and that computer grinding. And yeah. that's, it's the not sexy side of trading. I did post my rules on, on my Twitter. Um, oh, you want to go through them? Yeah, I actually want to pull them up. I think I, I want to actually explain them kind of in detail. Okay. Uh, just because they're not traditional rules, right? So. Well, I haven't heard them. I okay. probably should have, as you know, podcast research. But there you go. So I have <laughs> I have eleven here, right? So the first right. one is people talk about popular stocks for followers, especially ones that a lot of we'll call them followees are getting bagged on, right? So people only want to hear what they want to hear, right? It's confirmation bias. So let's talk an example. We can talk about CEI, right? Oh, okay. Every, everyone on Twitter is like blasting CEI. Like this is bottom. Actually, let's talk about wish. Like this is bottom. Like this is, it's confirmation bias, right? Uh-huh. And this plays into my second and third rule, right? If everyone is talking about your stock that you're in, you should be selling. Because the way I trade, right, is I don't trade noise. I don't trade I trade just a chart, and when the volume comes in, I sell. I'm gone before the chasers even show up. And that's just how I trade, and that's how I've been able to be consistent, right? If everyone on Twitter is talking about the stock I'm in, that means there's more shorts. There's going to be – now they have social media algos, right, that are on mm-hmm. big traders' names. I used to work in investment banking. Like, this is real stuff. Like, And they just manipulate the price and everything like that. Like, I don't want to trade like that. I like a clean trade in and out, collect my money, and go buy Lambos. So then number three, right? If the trend is up, play up. The trend is down, play down. Wish. Classic example. I like that rule a lot. Like, 
it keeps going down. You're not going to ever time the bottom or time the top. You just have to kind of accept that, right? You can scale on the way out. I always leave lottos in every trade, like a couple hundred shares, just to see if we go to the moon or not. Well, it's but, possible. It's always exactly. possible. But if, like, if you're really getting bagged, right, and like you're just in a trade, you're down like 50%, it's opportunity cost, right? So let's say you have mm-hmm. $1,000 in that trade, your initial investment, now it's only worth 500 You have to ask yourself, could that money be better spent on another play? Right? Right. Right. I'm down, let's say I'm down twenty percent, I cut it, okay, eight hundred dollars left. That's like two two or three plays and make back the losses I made. That's it. And then uh-huh. you're back on the roll back on the ball. But now you have these guys who are at four AM, right? At four or one AM when we will open saying oversold and it gets a pop and you see the ass coming down and they're just dumping on people. Right? Like I don't I don't like that. That's dirty. That's not how I do things. So can I uh, I wanna come back to rules, but I or we could talk about it later. I would really like to know how you like scan and or find your plays to be in before everyone's in them. So I trade, I trade based on themes. We actually had someone uh, ask me about on, on when you tweeted, uh, asked me like how I find plays before they set up. Right. And my favorite one to use is oil stocks. I hate oilers, but I love them at the same time. So I looked at CL, which is the futures for the oil stocks. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm already loaded in large caps. And the cool thing about penny stocks is there's always like a couple day delay before the algos kick on to the small cap like oil stocks. Mm-hmm. So you see that CL oil futures are breaking a multi year high. Okay. And you're just, so I go on Finviz, I go to I go to sector and I click oiler and I find ones that are bottom out, slowly have increasing volume, which shows accumulation. Meaning uh-huh. the whales are coming in, they're locking the float, like they're going to, some algo and some hedge fund's going to send it soon. So that's how I do it. Then we had the clean energy stuff. We had infrastructure bill going on. Now we have um, HX, which is a China finance company. Um, mm-hmm. It's very similar to Archon, uh, RCON, and MOXC. It's, uh-huh. just, it, it's almost like that someone overseas just keeps pumping up the bid and shorts are just getting crushed. And, we, and no one knows why. It's just, it's just some weird – it happened the same thing with those, those two stocks I mentioned previously. So I'll go uh-huh. on Finviz. I'll look up – go to financials. I'll click on China names, and I'll look at the financial stocks, the China financials. I like stocks that have at least 100K volume just so I don't really get stuck in them. Um, right now, I'm swinging XYF and LYL. Uh, uh-huh. They're both China financials. Uh, LYL has a house has a crypto angle. I also see if it's a former runner, right? You always want a stock that had it one day in the past year go like 5 million percent because you know that it, everyone's going to look left and they're going to see that. Right. It, totally. So I just play the themes. Like we also have, so we have clean energy. EVs are starting to uh, heat up. Uh, very common around Tesla earnings. EVs will start to pick up. And also all EVs had a run this time last year. And you'll be surprised. So I keep a calendar, which I'm you probably have seen it. Uh, the one well, that Mitch, Mitch has used. a calendar, right? Yep. A very famous calendar. Very famous. And I have that same one, but I add my own things, right? Like in the summertime, it's a lot of these new IPOs that come out because they're low float. They go insane. These same trends happen all the time. So I look at my calendar. I look at Finviz or my scanner. And I just narrow it down because I have my notes from the previous year. Right. It's, it's not, it sounds really simple, but I've been trading penny stocks now for almost two and a half years. So like, I just kind of know, like I've seen the same names get recycled over and over and over again. That uh-huh. They run them, they dilute till nothing. And then six months later, they start running again. And yeah, like, yeah. 
instead of a Bitcoin name, they're now Clean Energy, which you know, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's just the name of the game. So uh, a good person I like to talk to is my buddy Barn Animal. Uh, he's like uh-huh. my best friend in the trading space. He's really good at like understanding the story of the ticker, right? He he yes. doesn't like he likes charts. He's good at he's I mean he's an A plus charter, but he really likes his story. So he dives into the filings. So I'll send him a message like, hey, what does this company do? And he'll rat off like three things. I'll look at what's currently running. Does it fit the theme? Yeah, then you're good. Fascinating. I don't do that at all. You don't use Finviz? <laughs> no. Oh, you gotta use Finviz. Yeah, that's uh Finviz is free. Uh, you can uh-huh. sort by sector, and you, it's all about the sympathy plays, right? When they used to be hot. Well, th- you know, that's what Ariel told me. Like, yep. we talked, I'm listening back to his episode today, we talked 25 minutes on sympathy plays. Yeah, he made like half a mil on sympathy plays. <laughs> I know, I know. I got so burned on sympathy plays when I was in Atlas. Like, yeah. I think I might just be... I don't know. I have like a, a thing against them. I'm just looking at like the top gainer. I look at so many charts, mostly the top gainers with the volume, but I, but like simple, I don't know. I got so burned on that. Yeah. They're easy to get burned on. So what you have to do is you have to, you have to size in accordingly. Right. So I always call it like a starter, which is like 10% of say my day trade side or my swing trade size. And I'll just slap it and like, like poke it a little bit, see if it moves, watch the tape or other people touching it. So you don't want to just, Oh, you know, X, Y, Z is running. So we want to slap ABC. Like you don't, you don't want to do that. You got to mess around with it a little bit. Okay. So you're using Finviz and you're, you're a sector trader and you're looking for charts that are bottomed out and then when you find a bottomed out chart in the sector that you like you're taking a starter is that right yeah so i'm always taking a starter right you never just find a play you like and slap your whole position size uh there used to be a rule when i first started it was first you go in with 20 percent, then it was like 40 percent, and then another 40 percent. that's kind of how you scale in on like certain confirmation levels uh-huh. I do more like a 30, 40, like 20 split. Does that math add up? No, it doesn't add up. I'm, but, not, I'm not a math person, so I have <laughs> to take your word for it. I'm a math guy, and like, that doesn't make much sense. But yeah, so you always <laughs> want to take like 10, 20% just to see how the stock reacts, right? Like you don't – I see so many people just like, oh, this is a swing, all in. Like no, 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 no. Yeah. So that's what I do. I find a bottom out chart. I also check uh, the sector tractors uh, tracker for like the, uh, the the large caps, right? Uh-huh. So like I know like today was a very strong NASDAQ day, which means like all the high growth names are going to be ripping and everything like they're just going to go crazy. Like we traded Square today, Apple, uh, AMD, NVIDIA, like that's all QQQ NASDAQ, right? Uh-huh. And you'll notice that value stocks have been taking a hit right like for it there's just not they're not like super red they're down less than a percent but just all about their rotation and so every morning i wake up i check all the etfs i take the financials the energy the value i'm trying to think of all the names there is there's like 15 of them so that's how i kind of how to track and see where the money's flowing and if you're like a day trader as well you can also look at those large caps lists because i guarantee you the small caps in those sectors are also going to have volume uh huh, and that's how I kind of, I kind of like narrow down my watch list from there. Okay, 
you don't never want to be in a sector that's not ripping, <laughs> especially when you trade options because you'll get Theta uh, killed out. Uh, I've been there many times. And Theta is time decay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Theta, all right. I'm yeah. learning. I'm learning stuff. Okay. Good rule about <laughs> Theta, right? If you're trading weeklies, you can only buy them on Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. Because okay. Wednesday in the option world is known as Theta Kill Day. You'll notice on Wednesdays, your options just magically just keep going down and you have no idea why. It's just that's when the Theta really starts to kick up as you get closer to Fridays. Uh-huh. Also, never overnight like a weekly on a four-day week, on a four-day weekend. Um, <laughs> dude, okay. It's okay. literally the worst because like you say, we, the stock market's closed on Monday. When you come back Tuesday... Fade is going to literally take your contract and shake it and punch it and beat it up. So that's another another pro tip. Okay. All right. Well, I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> learning a lot. Uh, another question I've always wanted to ask but been too embarrassed is how do you, let, let's say you happen to have a Weeble account and you're yep. trading options, how do you um, set a stop loss? Uh, so that's the thing with options, right? People always like, is it a percentage? Is it, it's, it's key levels, right? So I'll take a trade. Uh, people know me as the phone, the option phone trapper as I trade options through my phone 99% of the time, unless I, some days I work from home, but normally it's through my phone. So I'll set price alerts, right? So I'll, I'll set a price alert for my support and I'll set a price alert, alert for like my targets, certain resistances and stuff like that. And once you get closes below certain levels, then you, you can cut it for a loss. It's never a percent, right? Because there's so there's all these Greek letters that I don't even know what they mean mm-hmm. that can cause your option to kind of it'll hit your stop loss, but it didn't break a key level and then it'll start ripping again. So I just use key levels, support, resistance, maybe a trend line or two, but I don't overcomplicate it anymore, any more than that. OK, but that's the thing you got to it's more of a mind game, right? So I had uh, what was it, what did I, say? Oh, I had Apple calls today. And they had an event today at 1 p.m. Eastern, I believe it was. So I know historically. Oh, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They had a new iPad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. Apple normally runs up to these events. So I loaded a bunch of calls on Friday. I was down like 30%. Everyone's like messaging me like, oh, like, are you still holding? I'm like, yeah, didn't break a key level. It's just like a Friday red candle. Um, every Friday, uh, especially on OPEX, is when people sell their contracts. So you'll get a lot of choppy action. It doesn't mean like your trade's broken. It's just just the last 10 minutes of the day, things get a little weird. Mm-hmm. And then today, it just it started off red. And I was like, they're going to buy this up. I use uh, something called WhalesStream. Okay. I've never heard of it. Uh, Dev reached out to me like two weeks ago, and it has been absolutely amazing. So I recommend you check it out. And so WhalesStreams? What is it? It's uh, an option like flow kind of dashboard, right? Ooh, but it's cool, cool because, dude, it sends you text alerts of, like, what you're watching. So, like, I don't even have to sit in front of my computer. It'll text to me, like, hey, like, here's unusual volume and option activity on these tickers. It's awesome. So, I like, I get a, I got a text alert today for it. <laughs> it was insane. So, I'll check that, make sure it's bullish, the sediment's bullish, and just let the trade work. I, that's the biggest thing. You got to be disciplined in options because I see people like, oh, I'm down 5%. Like 5% on options, nothing, right? Like pennies compared to what, like, uh, no, penny stock, you're down 5%. Eh, it gets a little sketchy, but options are 5% losses every day. (laughs) Right. No, but penny stocks, you know, they should really bounce. 
Yeah. Actually, <laughs> IWM is going to uh, break out soon. Get ready, though. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that's stock like, you're holding that's down like 30%, totally going to bounce, dude. <laughs> I know. That's such a pet peeve of mine. Like, it should really, it should bounce here. It should bounce. Like, oh, how? Yeah. Uh, RSI is 14. It's going to bounce. Like I've never looked at RSI in my entire life. (laughs) Like it's easiest indicator to understand. That's why I don't use it. I had a guy once tell me that uh, he's like, oh, it's oversold on the one minute chart. I was like, what? Okay. uh, I can't help you. There's no help for you. There's no help for you. You should have just like DM'd him that huge file of things that he could uh, it, Oh, wait, nothing bothers me more than when someone's a swing trader, right? Like I swing penny stocks. I don't, I don't day trade them, right? And they're like, yo, tweezer bottom on the three minute. And I'm like, <laughs> I look at them and I'll be like, why do you look at the three minute chart on your swing, right? You're looking at the daily time frame. It takes days to happen. Okay, like, and then they're like, "Oh, it stopped me out because it had a three-minute close below the twenty SMA." I'm like, "What?" I know you're laughing because you probably did that yourself at some point. (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, how pissed Ariel is at me all the time. Like, Uh, we recently just traded Hut, and he was like, "Yep, I'm in from like whatever it was." And I was like, okay. And I like traded in and out of the stock like five times that day. And I was like, F, I'm so red. And he was like, yeah. like what is wrong with you? And I was like, well, yeah. it closed below the 20. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Blaine, the stop is low of day. Yeah. I was like, well, uh, but I wanted to be safe. I mean, I'm sure I'd drive him up the wall. That's stuff, it, but that's, it's all about the, just kind of the being in the game for a while and reading how things actually work. It's, it's, and also it's like, He also trades on – so I am like a five-minute girl, and he just trades on like the biggest time frame. Like he'll do like one hour, four hours, daily. He's just chilling and like rolling J's. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine. But you you know why, why, right? Because – because the, it it like takes his hands away from trading, <laughs> it makes him more patient. All great things that I'm totally here for. I was talking about the chart, not the joints. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Um, the higher the time frame, the more likely the higher the conviction. Right? That's it. It's very simple. Like if I'm playing a weekly breakout, I'm gonna wait weeks until I'm rich. I'm not gonna look at the one hour and be like, oh broke the one hour like pattern like that's cool but like you the higher the time frame the higher the conviction if it's a daily play like you're, you're based off a daily chart you're gonna wait you're gonna use a four hour time frame maybe as your stop maybe and that's and the moment i realized that is when i started having more winners and less losers right i was letting my stocks run more yeah instead of like i'm yep. not gonna swing a stock for a six percent gain i can get a six percent gain scalping like vix calls like i don't and people just don't really understand that i think that's something that has to come with time as someone who has i mean i didn't just start yeah i'm not there yet but I, that's teaching that to someone who has who's just opened up their robin hood and looking at those line graphs like that's just not going to click. And no. singles and doubles, and I talked about that so much. Like you have to kind of 
meet someone where they are on their journey and then tell them things that they might not understand for like a long time. Like I think he said you can tell something somebody something 10 times, but it might be the 11th time that they're like ready to hear it. I agree. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it's the old, you can lead a horse to water, can't make it drink situation. It has to click for you when it's your time, right? Right. Like for me, I'm trying to think what was my moment where I realized that I knew what I was doing. Like I always think back, like what was the, the biggest turning point in my trading journey? Because when I first started, I was getting slaughtered. Like, I, I mean, like, I was really good during COVID because I like would just bet on earnings plays because I was like, oh, dude, Chegg, I used Chegg in college. I'm going to go all in for earnings. <laughs> it gaps up 30% and my contracts go a couple thousand percent, you know? So yeah. it's really easy, but you have to just trust your, your, your abilities, right? It's all in having confidence in yourself. It is just a giant game. It's like a giant mind game. Totally. Because every time you sell, someone thinks you're an idiot for selling. Every time you buy, someone thinks you're an idiot for buying. Yep. And once you kind of understand that, just just got to uh, – Warren Puffett says it best on Twitter. You just got to trust, man. You just got to trust. That's it. <laughs> trust the chart. I oh. see so many people who like – they'll have an A-plus like A-plus setup and I'll, I'll join it with them. And they're like, oh, like, I'm out. I'm like, why? Is it, what you, and the move hasn't even happened yet. We're just getting started, baby. I'm going to add more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's about to, we're about to get yachts, man. You're selling for 5%. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> but that's another thing, right, is when you take people's alerts, you don't see the same thing they do no matter what. Like, my buddies will send me plays, and I'm like, oh, I like it, but it's not necessarily my setup. So I'm going in, like, a little bit shaky because I didn't find the play organically. Yep. Good God. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I was a part of all sorts of like paid discords and all that kind of stuff when I first started. I did it all. And I actually, the day I became super profitable and actually like consistent was the day I left all of them. Did you know, I said on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I recently took a week off of Twitter and Discord so that I would just have to find my own plays and like couldn't be influenced. That's the best way to do it. I know guys been it doing that for 15 week. years. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't have all the, the noise and the FOMO and the, the hype. And that's like the biggest killer is yeah. people like, oh, like, you know, the stock is ripping. And like, you're just sitting there you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to scalp it for a couple thousand shares. And you get clapped, you know, because totally. you don't want to miss out. I'm really bad on if I'm already in a stock and then someone that I like trust and respect, it then gets in, I will like triple my position size yeah. and then just get screwed. Like just so screwed yeah. every time. And it's like, oh, if you had stuck with the trade that you were trading, that you saw, like you would have been freaking fine. But yep. you, I just can't trust my, I don't, I have a problem. With- what was that first rule I said? <laughs> <laughs> It's called confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, can't, you exactly. got to stick to your rules. Like even today, like there's so many breakouts going on. And my thing for options is never more than 5% of my account. I will not break it because once I break it once, I'm going to break it twice. And then it's going to become 25% of my account. Yeah. And that's just, and I just stay in my own lane. I don't really, I'm not the type, like I'll show like percentage gains, but like I see some of these people like posting like massive gains and that's not normal for an average person. 
speaking of your rules, thank you so much for bringing us back. Of course. It's usually Justin's job. Let's go ahead and finish this. Okay. So uh, we're on number four. So if a stock is going to the moon, you should be paying yourself along the trip, right? Does an astronaut get a paycheck when he's flying in space? Uh, probably before. Before, during, and after, right? Right. So I would say that. If it's going to the moon, scale out and always leave lotto shares. If your average share size, you have a small account, you're buying 100 shares, leave like five because those lottos that actually work, that go crazy, will really help you start compounding. Yeah. Now, number five, plays that have zero noise have the best success rate. Totally. Totally. Like, <laughs> totally. I, I don't even tweet some penny socks because I know that it's going to get all messed up once I start talking about it. Totally. Like, or just like those little really quiet moments of like, I found this trade yep. and I'm just going to trade it. Yep. I'm just going to let it do its thing. I'm not going to talk to anyone about it or whatever. Those, those are like nice, quiet, peaceful, happy moments. You'd be surprised. Um, one thing I learned from my mentor is like a lot of these big guys who trade have all these small little plays that they don't talk about. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Trust me. I, I, I'm i in some of them. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of small little plays that they don't really talk about. They're just like they, these base hits where you get those 10, 15% like swing plays the overnight. Yeah, that's you'd be amazed of how many like, especially on Twitter, like people think that everyone posts all their plays. It's not the case fascinating yeah i tell you i i've been around for a long time i know a lot of the, the big guys and they, this is what they tell me and i see how they kind of move and i kind of mimic that that's very cool i had no idea oh yeah oh, trust me there's some guys out there who have like 50 swing positions at once but you only hear about one of them <laughs> it's insane huh. it's absolutely insane oh yeah i mean momo traders no because momo is momo but swing traders oh yeah I was swinging some, like, I don't even know what kind of stock it was. I honestly don't even know what they did. And it had, like, maybe 40K volume a day. And I had, like, a little small position. And it went, like, 50%. Didn't tweet about it. I don't even remember the ticker name. And it just went. <laughs> like, no one talked about it on Twitter. I sold out. And I was like, okay. Yeah, those are so great. I, like... Sometimes I'll talk to Ariel at the end of the day and we will have both like played the same thing independently, which makes me feel very proud. But, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're just like, it's just like an EMA rider that's just very quiet and just yep. doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And God, those are great. Yeah. He uses the uh, 10 EMA and I use the eight. So we were, our, our setups. In, I use the nine. We should oh. all start a club. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, like that's another thing is like the ADMA, right? Just like if you're really new, just if, it, if it's if five minute keeps closing on the five minute above the eight, just let it ride. Put trailering stops in, just let it go. Yep. I use trailers all the time, like all the time. So I this is again here's another one, another rule. Before you hit buy, you should tell me where you're going to sell. So every time I buy a swing trade, I put my sells in immediately. I know exactly where I'm going to scale out every time. Really? I have, with yeah, and then I literally I'll be like I'll wake up in the morning like you know like like uh, I should have got up for work like three hours ago but whatever and I'll be like oh I got a couple cells on my phone hey my trade works itself out because a lot of people are trying to watch their swings all day and, and time the top I'm like no my risk reward I'm risking five percent I need to make at least fifteen twenty percent simple 
I mean, you say that simple. That's a hard concept. <laughs> Not really. I mean, it's support I resistance. <laughs> I know. I've, I've, I know. I always say it's like, guys, it's really that simple. And people are like, dude, like, I think I've, I've mastered like the emotions behind it, right? I've had so many like really bad days that like a bad day now is like nothing compared to where it used to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've had I, days where I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, a bad day can quickly turn into a horrible day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just sort of like if you even get close to a bad day, it like it's just going to go downhill, at least for me. It's just not great. But guess what? This ties into my next rule. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the best trade is no trade, right? If the VIX is at 25, at 25, right? We're we're nearing an absolute collapse of the economy when the VIX is at 25. Why are you buying calls? Like, (laughs) like, like I trust me, I've done it before. Like this has to bounce and it just keeps going lower, lower. And when the VIX is super high, your contracts are more expensive. So your spy call that's normally 40 cents is now $400. Well, $4 it's in hundreds, but yeah, this I've seen it many times. So there's many days and there used to be a time where I had to be in every single play all the time. Yeah. I couldn't miss one. Now it's like, I missed this one. Whatever, I'll get the next time. It, breakouts normally retest. I'll buy the retest and we'll, we'll go back up. Totally. Like being able to say no is like a superpower. It, it really is. Especially now, like once we start heating up the penny market, um, penny markets historically will get low float runners uh, towards the end mm-hmm. of this month and they go nutty. Like they get like, you'll wake up to like a 300% ripper on no news, like no news at all. Maybe like, a, like they're probably filed an offering and it starts going crazy. Listen, I hear you. If you could make that happen, it would make <laughs> everyone in MTA freaking giddy. Like Christmas came. Oh, uh, that's the thing right now. Momo is not, not the way, but I remember like, I forget. Oh, it was this, there was a stock called MDLY. I remember I, uh, I bought like, it was like, I bought like a ton of shares. I was like, it was pretty high conviction. And, you know, I'm out to the bar, like getting dinner or whatever, like hanging out. And like, people are like messaging me like, yo, check your phone. Check. Dude, it's up like 150% on literally nothing. Like, and I overnighted it full. I was like, I'm just going to overnight this. I mean, it's up on nothing. It can only, it's going to go even higher on absolutely nothing. And I remember waking up at 4 a.m. going, wow, I just made three months salary <laughs> at 4 a.m. doing nothing. It's so crazy. if you're waking up at 4 a.m., do you trade on Weeble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend Weeble um, just because of the 4 a.m. gappers. It'll ruin your sleep schedule for sure. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, so I used I used to use Thinkorswim because I was trading futures for like a solid six months. And then I left Thinkorswim to go to, it's called TraderBait. It's another futures pr- platform and you just get better margins and mm-hmm. less fees. So I was doing that. I was trading futures almost all summer. Um, which is a lot of fun, uh, but uh, not when it's three o'clock in the morning and you're waiting for uh, China, you know, China to open or close or whatever, and you're trying to scalp it for a few hundred bucks. So we have a really good futures trader that's coming on. I think next week. His name's Chathan. Those guys are they are a different breed. I thought options guys are nutty, and no, 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 futures guys absolutely nutty. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He knows so much about so much. You have to be very, very well versed in like every market. It's not just the United States market. Yeah, it's crazy. 
All right. Do we have more rules? Oh, yeah. We got a couple more. I'll go through okay. them quick. Eight. All right. Do your own studying. Ask detailed questions and you'll get a detailed response. Asking me all caps, you in, bro, will get a re- reply 99% of the time. <laughs> so I, that's how I met like a lot of my, my mentees. Like They would actually send me charts and I would tell them what I was looking at. And now they're making – some of them are making more money than me. You know? Yeah, that's been such a theme on the podcast. I It really started or like hit home for me on the making sales episode of like, if you show someone you are trying, they will help you. Absolutely. And like ask good questions and just show up and and try to learn. It was really hard for me to ask questions in the beginning. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or I'm old or what it was, but I just did not want to look stupid. I will say though, seeing all the women get into the finance space. So I was raised by a single mom who like doesn't really know anything about stocks, but seeing women like really take it over and like step up, kudos to you guys. I mean, it's been a male dominated thing since forever. Totally. I I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome too, because like, even like my, like my lady, she's like, she's like, like, Hey, like I want to buy some Lululemon stock. I'm like, yeah, I'll get it for you. Don't worry. yeah. She yeah, texted yeah, yeah. me like two weeks ago. She's like, yo, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> she didn't actually say that. I'm translating. She's like, there's this new IPO out. It's women's hair shampoo. It's called OLPX. She's like, you got to buy it. Oh, Olaplex. Olaplex, yeah. Olaplex, yeah. Yeah, she's course. like, you got to buy it. I'm like, my lady's texting me about stocks right now. Like, this is like, <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because like before, like it was almost like, I don't want to say frowned upon, but like women in finance was not like a thing. Totally. And now women are coming in just like taking names later, beating people up, you know, not actually, (laughs) but it's cool because that's how it should be. I'm very much that type of person. I mean, that's how I was raised. Single mom gang, you know? Yep. I divorced parents. My mom owns a company and is a total badass. And it's a, it's a nice thing to see in a mother figure. Absolutely. My great grandmother, she was, she worked at Tasty Cake. And this was before like women were supposed to be like stay at home moms. And she was like, Nope, I'm going to work every single day. And they were the richest people in the neighborhood because both of them worked. Yep. And people like would like, like shun her for that. And like, she's, I remember she, she unfortunately she passed away, but she was like 103 years old, still driving a car around, going to the casino. Like dude, badass. Like, <laughs> Did crazy. you know that my mom and I went to, um, Nat- to the opening bell. Of I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. How- and she, I mean, she's so supportive of like me and this podcast and there's like day trading penny stocks. I already said scary and risky and all kind of stuff. And she's mm-hmm. really been so supportive. Moms will always be a number one fan, no matter what. Totally. I mean, I told my mom, she's like, you're a degenerate gambler. Stop. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Trust me. She's like, look, I believe in you. She's like, just don't ruin your life. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Very simple rules. Well, I'm giving shout outs to my mom. I'd also like to give some major shout outs to my stepmother, who has really been supportive of this podcast since day one and has done so much to help us. She's so Justin, my co host, is married to my stepsister. And my stepmother has just like been so supportive. And it's so nice yep. to just have women support you. I 100% agree. I remember, yeah. so my grandfather actually supports me. Uh, fun, fun fact, I, when I first like ever had like a like published like audio of me, he called me. He's like 80 years old. By the way, 80 years old, still works full time. Like 
he 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 gets mad when his work pays him. Like he's just a G. Like he's the coolest <laughs> guy ever. He's he calls me he calls me Spike. Right? He calls me. He's like, "Yo, Spike." I'm like, "Yo, what's up, Pop?" He's like, "Man, they tried to pay me today." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you went to work." Like he's like, "Nah, man, I'm just there helping out for free lunch." I'm like, "I'm like, okay." But he used to trade options through through a like old like dial up phone. Nice. How about that? Yeah, so he would tell me about it. And he was also one of the first like group of investors. I don't want to say investors. I guess retail investors of the NASDAQ, of the QQQ. And I love telling this story because my grandfather didn't graduate high school. No, didn't even graduate middle school, right? Started his own business, like Savage. And he bought the NASDAQ because he was always really insecure about not knowing about computers. So he okay. said, screw it. This NASDAQ's all computer companies. I don't understand it. So most people, people that are way more wealthy than me understand it. So I'm just going to buy it. Bang. There you go. That's his retirement. How crazy is that? I, I mean, that was lucky. <laughs> I guess you could say that. But he's very, yeah. very well read. He reads the Wall Street okay. Journal every morning. Um, business owner. like. But it's just funny. I remember him telling me that. He's calling me. He's like, yeah, yeah I used to trade options. I'm like, How'd you do that back in the day? He's like, they send you like a booklet and like you get to pick which ones you want. And it was kind of a pain because like there wasn't a lot of liquidity like there is now with the internet exchanges. Yeah. My, um, my dad was a stockbroker growing up too. Ah, there you was, go. Yeah, so you're natural. It, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he tried to explain stocks to me probably a hundred times and I was like, yeah, it's gambling. And he was yeah. like, it's not gambling. It's not gambling. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. It's just like gambling. Like I, we like kept having that fight. It's you know, assets, right? I don't right? think it's like gambling anymore, but. <laughs> Day trading know. is a little gambling. It well, is a little. I mean, you know, potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not going, uh, as Ariel likes to say, a uh, full port, you know? Sure. <laughs> sure. I've already said that on the ESQ thing. That had me laughing so hard because I've seen the screenshots. It's like, dude, like you literally have like three mortgages in like DraftKings. Like, it's like, I asked him when we first started talking. He said he was going to buy something or whatever, and I was like, "Are you full porting this?" And he was like, "No. If I full ported this, I would like break the stock." Yeah. And I was like, "That's oh, another shit. thing too. When okay. you start to." You'd be surprised, like if it's a low volume stock and you dump on the bid after hours, like you could really send the stock down. Like, yeah. even if you have a thousand shares and you have a small account, and you just dump right on the bid, like the stock could go down like ten percent after hours, and you're just going to create like a like a spiraling motion, right? Yeah, it's so crazy, like how many little things affect everything. But all right, I got th- three more rules. All, all right? right, let's head. These up. are quick. So number nine is stocks can always go much lower than you expect and much much higher. Number 10 is chart is always more important than the furu. Okay. The reason okay. I came up with this rule is because of, I think it was CEI, pretty sure. Okay. Not CEI. That's right. Okay. That's came out same, with, same. yeah, that's came <laughs> out with that Barstool partnership. And the, yes. the chart had like a little bit of a bearish, a little, a little bearish chart, meaning it was just going to pull back because it's overextended. I wasn't short. I don't short stocks. I have a personal excitement. One, I have a cash account. I do have a margin account, but I use that for spreads only. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, I, I, I tweeted at, like, 6 a.m. I'm like, they, they partnered with Barstool. They paid them money for advertising. And I got, like, so much hate for it. Like, ungodly amount of hate. I learned my lesson on that one. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to help people. Like, hey, like, this is not what you think it is. Like, 
They just spent $3 million in advertising. They charged a little bit bearish. And then, sure enough, halt down, right off open, like blood in the streets, people oh, crying and screaming. And just because someone tweets out, like, we're going we're going to 100 or we're going to 1,000, whatever, you got to look at the chart, right? They are yeah. in it. Most people who have a hot, like big following are in a position where they have the capital that they can hold through it. Right. Yes. Like if you can have a couple million shares, you have a fifty million dollar account. You can you can handle a few dips. Now, if you have like a five thousand dollar account, you can't handle a five uh, five dollar share like collapse. Right. So it went to sixteen to eleven. Like that is a big percentage that you're risking. And I see people on Twitter like buy the dip. Like we're going back. I'm like people just lost a lot of money, and there's a lot of emotions involved. And it, to me, I will never be that type of person to like almost put like hope into them. Right. It's not a hope. Yeah. 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 It's a ruthless game. And that's, that's why I came up with that rule. And lastly, the most important one, if you're struggling size down. Really good rule. It's so like me, like I have, I've, I've been on a hot streak for like six weeks. So like, and guess what? Guess how much more size I've added. I would think you would size up if you're on a hot streak. Nope. I keep the same sizing because that's my rule, right? Because like what happens is what's happened previously is when I size up, that's when I start getting smoked again, right? Because I get bold. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hold this a little bit longer. Like I start sure. to, to kind of finesse what I drilled into my brain over the last couple of years. So I keep the same amount. And I also, I keep my count at a certain amount and I withdraw every week. Mm-hmm. And I buy long-term invest- investments with it. Call me crazy. Oh, that's what but... the Wolf of Weed Street does. Yeah, yeah, because yep. it's awesome. Because I bought 100 AMD shares, and uh, I'm up $17 a share, and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like... Yep. I love – I had him on the podcast recently, too, because I listen to him on PGIR. Yep. And I he does that. Pays himself every week and then takes a certain amount out and puts into, like, blue chip – Yep. really good investments to hold. And I was yep. like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. Like well, that's... you're not going to scalp pennies for the rest of your life. Blame. No, it's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you'd be amazed of if you, if you put in $500 a month into a long-term investment account, how much that'll grow. Right. Last year, I think my account netted like 175% return on my long, on my long-term. Wow. Yeah. And well, last year was 2020. Is that Exactly. Everything went to the moon. So yeah. I just kept buying and buying and buying. I own Snapchat. I have 100 shares of Snapchat at $6. <laughs> it's 80. It's almost 80 yeah. now. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Amazing. And guess how much charting I did for that? Well, I would think for a long, for me, if I was going to buy a long-term investment, I probably wouldn't look at the chart very much. Like, just like your girlfriend. Like, yep. Olaplex is a great company yep. and it does a lot for women like that's something that i'd want to hold and if you know exactly wherever i got in it would be sort and of you fun. know female stocks that reddit came up with the term it's called the becky index right or like the basic white girl index oh and, good <laughs> yeah i know it's a little derogatory i understand but <laughs> there's a lesson behind this the becky index outperforms the s&p 500 every year by like 30 percent. stop yep and it's like starbucks ulta lululemon uh, whatever brand that Nord- Nordstrom's owned by some conglomerate. Yeah. 30%. Huh? Yeah. But again, women make majority of the purchasing decisions. Like I know my household, my mom has that shit on lock. 
<laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like she, she makes all the decisions, but that's the thing. Like Starbucks, another great company. Um, I bought Starbucks in like the seventies. Now it's like a couple hundred, it's like a hundred something pays dividends too. So it pays me to own it. It's literally like a, a cheat code, right? I feel like this is the type of thing that like in discord or on Twitter, someone would retweet this and be like, this is the way. Yeah, I tried. I tried to teach people. I just seen some of this conversation I had in Sapphire people. Like, like some, some, some people would think I was like ripping them apart, but in reality, I was just like, hey, like if you want to make it, this is what you have to do, right? Like I see kids who are like just thinking full porting 50% and like a weekly option. I'm like, and I literally like, I'm like, I like to tell people all the time, like I will fly to you with the money I make today. I'll catch a flight. I'll come there and I'll smack you across the face. That's going <laughs> to, that's what's going to take for you to learn. Um, yeah. I wrote so many like lesson plans. They're still in there and people can look them up. And the whole, uh, a good example is the ghetto spread. Do you know what the ghetto spread is? No. It's a, an option strategy that you can use when you're on a margin account and under PBT, right? So okay. I have my buddy, uh, his name is Big Block on Twitter. He just made a Twitter because he's up like 10,000% in like three weeks doing the strategy. This so he, strategy you're this, about to tell us. The, the get, it's called the ghetto spread. It's actually invented by a YouTuber named The Trading Fraternity. So basically, okay. you buy an option, okay? And okay. it goes up, let's say, just make it simple, 50%. You sell an, an option against it, right? Same, uh, different strike, but same expiration date. So what happens is you get paid because you're selling the option. Right, and you're already in the profit. So let's say the contract is a hundred. You buy for a hundred dollars. You sell the next strike for a hundred fifty dollars. Okay, so you already okay. pocket fifty dollars. Okay. And then you have the spread, which, if you're right on your analysis, will also keep going up. And it doesn't count as a pattern day trade. It doesn't count as a day trade. I know, I know it just blew I'm your mind. It's a little really complicated. Kind of lost. This reminds me of when Justin was trying to explain covered calls to me. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's very similar. But uh, he only trades spy. He's my buddy from college, and it's absolutely incredible what he done. So I know he's gonna listen to this too. So I want to give him a shout out. But yeah, he he puts like he has a thousand dollars on his Robinhood every week. He only trades spy. He uses different levels. Uh, different patterns, just like uh, pre-market highs, pre-market lows, previous day lows and highs. And he just trades the range. He buys uh, at the money calls and they go into money. He does a ghetto spread, no day trade, collects the money. He's all back into profit. So he just lets it ride. <laughs> it's insane. Absolutely insane what he's done. I feel like we should link this YouTube video. Just, <laughs> I'm certain people would be interested. I have a video on my uh, on my Twitter feed that I did. I literally put money into my Robinhood, and I forget what foot trade it was. I just I put like three or five hundred dollars in my Robinhood or something like that, just to teach people this method. I told people on Sapphire, I was like, I will sacrifice my own money to teach you guys how to do this. I mean, the easiest way is just get a cash account. You don't have to worry about it, but. People are uh, they 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 like the the Robin Hood look and feel, so. Sure, I do a significant amount of my options trades on Robin Hood. Ah, uh, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. I like Robin Hood for spreads. I I used to trade a lot of spreads on there, like butterflies, uh, debit spreads. I don't do I don't do credit spreads, uh, calendar spreads, like everything. I was really really big in the spreads for like almost a year, um, but now I 
don't really do them as much. I don't know why, because they're a lot safer and a higher chance of probability. <laughs> uh, but explaining to someone what a butterfly is, uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't even really explain it in layman's terms, but I, the only problem with them is there's a slight assignment risk. So you, if you don't do it right, you can get mega clapped, as we like to call it in the option world. Also don't know. <laughs> mega clap means like you get like a sign and you owe Robin Hood like thousands and thousands of dollars because you made oh a misclick. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, there's a, a story just came out like a couple of days ago about some kid who his $90 spread turned into him owing $60,000. I mean, at which point you just go jump off a bridge. Like, I, I, what do I you mean, do? And again, if you're using one of these not necessarily the best brokers like Robinhood, you're going to call customer service and they're going to give you Robinhood Premium, which is a $5 a month uh, value. And uh, that's it. Huh. Yeah. Well, I have a Robinhood and a Weeble and a Thinkorswim. So what do you normally trade on? I only trade, like, I day trade stocks. That is what I do. And I okay. use Thinkorswim for that. That's my, like, bread and butter. I have Robinhood because... I started with Robinhood, so I okay, have yeah. some Bitcoin in my Robinhood. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and then I also am obsessed with CCL. I talk about it all the time. It's my favorite stock. And the Carnival Cruise will, Line? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will trade options on CCL. It's like my only, like, I, I like CCL options. So now, are you profitable with them? Um, well, yeah, usually. So do you know who Happy Gilmore is? Yeah, I'm familiar with him. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love, I love Happy. He's been on the podcast twice. Basically, I just say to him like, hey, Happy, I think CCL looks good. Like I want to buy some calls. And then he tells me what to buy. And then I buy them. <laughs> and we, you know, it, they're always, it always works out good. Well, works out well. But so now I joined Sharks Room so I could learn how to be better at options. And I ha- I do that kind of options trading in Weeble. You want to hear a little fun fact about Shark? Yeah. He taught me what a head and shoulders was. Oh, my goodness. Way to tie it back to happy. Did you know that a head and shoulders pattern is 83% successful at what it's supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have all those that. statistics. Yeah, I love that statistic. Uh, bull so flags much. are like 30, 35%, right? Yeah. Pennants, I think, are 50 or 60, maybe more, pending. Yeah, but head and shoulders are like the most successful. Yeah. Head and shoulders, inverse head and shoulders, same, same. Well, I, I like uh, like cup and handles. I used to I used to hate cup and handles. They used to be like a weird pet peeve I had. I'd Me like, too. No. It's not a cup and handle. It's a bull flag. People are like, no, this is a cup and handle. Now, oh my god, wait, we're like, we're like pet peeve <laughs> twins. I yeah. have said on this podcast, like, I'm like freaking cup and handle. Like, it's so subjective. Like, yep. anyone can freaking call a cup and handle, yep. and it can be like freaking. And it's all things to all people. It's the stupidest thing. <laughs> and then, like, Bro, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> like, literally, exactly. Oh, I can't stand like, it. Come kind of back around to it of like. 
oh, a cup and handle. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I'm not as pissed about it as I used to be. But I used to be irate about it. Oh, dude, I used to be the same way. It used to trigger me. But now, I, I like I mentioned before, I'm in a Discord with uh, it's like 10 or 20 of us. And these guys have been trading without social media for over a decade. And they love cup and handles. So... I also like to call them cup and handies just because I'm a 12 year old child. <laughs> hey, you gotta do, hey, whatever sticks in your mind so you remember it. You know? Sure. I, I just All grew right. up like a year ago, so it's okay. <laughs> um, Happy wanted me to ask you what you think is the sexiest chart pattern. Uh, Pennants by far. Ooh, okay. Yeah, big pennant, like downtrend break on like a weekly time frame. Love any okay. weekly pennant. I'm all over it. I will load uh, tons of it. Yeah, weekly oh. pennants, I would say. Uh, I like also for penny stocks, I like 52-week uh, bottom-out pennies on the 20 SMA. Mitch will tell you all about them uh, when he talks, but that's my setup. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I like pennants and weekly bull flags too. Yeah, weekly bull flags are the easiest trade for a, uh, a newer option trader. I think that Esk likes high flag breaks maybe is that i might i might not be saying that right who mm. knows it yeah. probably a consolidation of like all-time highs breaks right something that matter all-time yeah. high breakouts are literally my favorite too because the stock can just go and go there's no resistance it's just rocket ship up like like uh, elon musk like powering the motors it just keeps going I love that in 2020 so much, like a good high of daybreak. I would always slap and then just like ride it. You slap a high of daybreak. Now you're going to get really screwed. Oh yeah. And then there's going to be like a, you know, 50,000 ass right there waiting for you and you're just going to get smoked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Nowadays I've learned better that that's my ask there. Uh, So (laughs) that's a, that's a big thing too. It's like, I remember one time, me and my buddy Barn, I'm like, yo, Barn, there's like a 25K ask here. He's like, oh, yeah, man, that's crazy. I'm like, you scumbag, this is you. Like, <laughs> he's like, dude, he's like, yeah, bro, I just sold it to you. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get good and you kind of learn that language, it's just funny because, like, there's so much different stuff you'll see. Well, I um have – this has been awesome. I've kept you on a little long because I've enjoyed talking to you and I've learned so much. Is there anything that you wanted to say that I did not ask you? Um, the biggest thing I would say is like reach out if you ever have questions. Uh, I'm here to help. My biggest thing is I, I really want to get back to the community because uh, they helped me and I want everyone to have a little bit of like control of their own financial freedom. You know, I, I come from absolutely nothing. Um, like I went to school, like I worked my ass off to get where I am today. And I know there's, there's someone out there right now that's been in the same struggle as I have. And just know that there is a way out and you can do this. You just gotta, I would say you gotta blow one account to have nothing. And it's the only way you can go up. (laughs) (laughs) So you think there's an account blow up in my future? No, no, because you're, you're very disciplined and you're surrounded by some of the greatest me. I was not disciplined, but when I had nothing and that, that, that feeling of losing all that money, like I just started working like full time and I finally had some dollars to my name and that, that feeling of losing that much money in one day, I will never forget for the rest of my life. And I studied my ass off. I met the right people. And now my mentors, they come and ask me questions about options and certain penny stocks. And 
it, it, it just makes my day knowing that like they trust me they trust my input now. It's not just me asking them like, Hey, what do you, what do you get next? So, yeah. Um, Brad Mullins, who is my like number one mentor always says that hit the greatest feeling ever is when he's taught someone to trade and then they point out something that he didn't see. And yep. like, it's something that he would have seen if he'd been looking at it. I hundred like percent agree. Um, nothing. I, I tweeted this the other day. Nothing makes me more happy than seeing someone that I taught bank big. It just, yeah. it, it's, I'm almost addicted to that feeling. I have this guy who like, I swear he, he like hacked my computer. I called him out on Twitter day. Cause he's dude, he's like rolling to the same strikes as me. Like he's doing everything I'm doing. And I'm like, get kind of annoyed. I'm like, dude, you're still my, 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 my swagger. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that's the biggest thing. And always give back, right? Like, always get back. Don't, don't have an ego. You'll notice the big guys don't like the real, real traders, the real guys who've been through it. They don't have an ego. And, totally. And I think that egos kills accounts every God. time. You know, who doesn't have an ego is singles and doubles. No, that guy. No, he's, he's lifeless human. when he trades. Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I want to leave it on. And, uh, you know, always reach out to me for questions. Uh, I'm in, I'm in between discords right now, but you just DM me on Twitter. I answer everything. If you have Listen, a good question, I'll talk to you. I hope you're saying that to me because now that I've already on this episode, asked you all the stupidest questions that I have, I feel like maybe I could ask more intelligent ones. Absolutely. a lot of DMs from me. <laughs> I've taught people who've never even known even have like no idea what the stock market is and how to trade. Like, People who are like physical trainers who don't know anything about stocks, like are now banking, like, yo, I just bought this all time high breakout. I'm like, I missed that. Why don't you message me and tell me that? Like, <laughs> like come on, man. I, I, I could need one of those today. I'm down, you know? Uh, totally. So right now, we're not we, I'm an MTA. You are in between discords. Yeah. But- so Sapphire will always be my home. Um, but right now, I mean, I'm so busy all the time. Like I, I had to, I, I can't answer every single ping I would get. So I, right now, I mean, my main place is Twitter. I hang out there. I hang out Sapphire too. I've been there for like forever. That's my, that'll forever be what made me who I am today. Uh, shout out to Ultra, Mix, Mitch Picks, Bullish Trades, King Bio, Singles and Doubles. He's an OG there too. Who else? Oh, Kenneth Powers, Kenny Powers. He's oh, become a good buddy. Kenny, love shout out Kenny. to Barn Animal. Who else? <laughs> uh, Bull Dave. Uh, oh my God, who's the other person I'm missing? Oh, Stocks with Flav. He became my new buddy, uh, and also the the Precision Trading guys uh, run by Rob Trades. Solid group over there too. It's just a great community, man. Find where you fit in. You'll find something, uh, and you'll you you'll, you got it. Totally. All right. Well, I hope you'll come back. This was delightful. We've gone so over our time. I enjoyed all of it. I am a social creature. I'll just say that. I warned you before you got me on, but thank you so much for having me. Uh, I I love what you're doing and you have the best guests. You're starting to take over the world. So keep keep it up. Thank you. I do have the best guests. I really do. (laughs) Thanks for being one of them. Of course. We'll see you soon. Thank you to our producer, Joel Edwards and Chesley Lowe for our banjo music. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the Penny Lane podcast makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. 
The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional or financial advice. Unless specifically stated otherwise, the Penny Lane podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Penny Lane podcast. The Penny Lane podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein.